not saved, but if Jesus was to come, I'm yes. not saved. And, and I basically all day long, and I could have got down on my knees right then and prayed. But I, the next night I went, and I got saved. Wonderful. And that's wonderful. See, God doesn't yes. leave you in darkness. You don't have to be raised up in this. God will shine a light. Sure. And that's why we need to be lights to see somebody that can direct our path. And then we can go up and get saved too. I'm thankful that the Lord loves us. And that he knew my life and he took me from out of where I was at. He brought me into where I am now. And I'm thankful for that. God guides my life. And I'm thankful that he's got my boy. I'll tell you what, he blesses my soul. I'll tell you what, on my cell phone, I don't answer the phone hardly ever. Because it's definitely nobody I want to talk to, don't even know him. But when my boy calls... I get that phone. Sure. Yes, I do. I know he's putting out good news. Yeah. And he's going to tell us good news. And I'm thankful that he cares enough that he wants us over here praying. He sees we need to be over here praying. Sure. And I'm thankful that we can. And let's keep. Let's all go to heaven together. Yeah. And the main thing is get your hold of your kids. Get, right. That's what's been on my mind more than anything is my grandkids. Oh, you know, they need to know God. And I was telling Gar Wayne, I said, Gar Wayne, honey, you get all of your kids and you get them in church. That's the main thing. If we get there, I don't think we're going to know no sorrow, but we want our kids there. Right. And that's yes, what I'm going to keep doing. I'll pray for those grandkids until we see them, everyone. They might not march here, but they are marched somewhere. I don't care where they're at, just as long as they're in church and know the true God. I love the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Right. God cares more about them than, than we do. Amen. Let me try that one more time. God cares more about our lost loved ones than we do. Amen. All right. Do you believe that? Amen. Do I maybe need to say it a third time? God does. And uh, man, if listen, all you got to do is look at how he pursued you. And he's pursuing him just like he did you. And he is so wonderful. Uh, the way he loves us and pursues us. But he is also wonderful that he uses you and I as tools to reach out. He can, he, he's got all the power. He can do it all. But he usually will refuse to do it without someone standing in the gap. You look out through scripture and God puts people in the gap between him and other people. And he'll stir a heart so that we'll see. And that's why those tears, that's why our hearts are heavy. Because God's wanting. And you know what? Here's a, here's a good sign. Okay. Here's the good sign. Every time God does that, that shows you that he's getting ready to move. Hallelujah. You hear what I'm saying? If God's stirring you on something, that means he's already past you. He's already at the work. He's already past the work. And he's saying, I'm stirring you because right out here in front of you is the answer. And I want you to be part of that. And what a glorious thing when we can... When God burdens us and we, and we pray and we seek God's face and we say, God, I'm standing in the gap and I know you're moving on me and I, I don't even see what you're doing, but I know you're going to do it. And then God comes through and does that mighty work. And we got to be part of it. And it's not because of us because we are nothing. Uh, I'm nothing. I'm zero. But I know if I just yield myself to God, he can do things in me that I can never do in myself. So that's why it's so important that we get into prayer. We, we, you know, we wait for something big to happen. Well, God wants to, he'll start it with us praying and seeking his face. Amen. Prayer is important. Prayer is important. I hope you got to, I don't know if you got to watch, there's a whole bunch of prayer quotes at the, at the beginning of service. Maybe at the end we'll loop them some more and we'll try to, but it's just, prayer is powerful. And so God wants us to pray. We're going to pray some more. We're going to pray right now that God's going to meet 
some needs. Uh, God doesn't get weary with our needs. He asks us to bring our needs to Him. And so we're going to come to you this morning for your prayer request. Uh, I know that we this week we started praying for Brian Robinson, uh, who has going to have to have open heart surgery in the morning. Okay, so he's he needs... I tell you, if you're getting ready to have open heart, boy, your, your eyes is open and you're asking God, please help me. That's a, that's a big deal. And so, 44, amen. And so, I don't know his spiritual condition, but we'll ask the Lord to move in that situation. And if he don't know him right now while he's receptive, that he call out on God. And we need him, amen. And sometimes that's the way the Lord works. We'll continue move our praying for God to move in Brenda Estridge's life. And God... Back that she's had this other surgery yet? Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, let's just see if the Lord just take care of that and not even have to have a, another surgery. We know that he's already worked in her life and he'll continue to work. And then we're praying desperately for Carol. Carolyn Westerfield, she needs God to move in a, a very serious way. And look, it's nothing for God. A God that can speak worlds into existence with just his vapor of his mouth can do anything. So we, we believe. Sheila was, uh, uh, we're going to pray for actually the uh, the Gill, whole Gill family, I think. There's a bunch of them that's uh, not feeling well or getting kind of checked out because some of them felt bad. And so they're going to, we're going to pray for Steve and Joan and uh, we're going to pray for Jetta and Russell and the whole clan and that the Lord keep his hand upon them and everything be okay today. They've asked for prayer and uh, Sheila house was going to, he's got surgery, I think Wednesday. And so she was going to come today and I'm sure that's held her out, but let's pray that the Lord would be with her this this back surgery. Anytime you every time you have a procedure, it, it, it gets your attention, right, Wayne? Right, Dad. You all some of you all have had procedures. It gets your attention. And uh, and so we want the Lord to keep his hand upon her and and uh, that everything go perfect. you know, think you know, you never know. You just you need the Lord. I don't care if you walk out that door down them steps, you need the Lord. You really, really do. Um, so we're, we're also praying for, for Marlene Million, that God would continue strengthening and moving in that situation. Amen. Oh, my. Oh, my. Hallelujah. She's only a few weeks behind the goals she had, so, so she's getting out of there. And that's, we've been praying for a while, so. Yes. Lord's good, ain't he? He does it right every time. And so we're also praying for Angela and Ryan for these, these heart conditions and Megan Chapel therapy and that everything be well. And, uh, and I know we've, hey, listen, you wouldn't be here praying if you didn't have lost people you was worried about. So glad to, so glad to have you all this morning. I know you all came the week I was gone and been praying the Lord bring you back. We need some people filling in some holes here, don't we? Amen. Amen. We just, uh, people, I tell you what, here's the deal. I, the people, when you come and put that extra effort, especially when you come and pray, I'm praying, I've been praying, God, just pour it on them. People that make it, you know, when you put that extra effort to go to seek God's face, pour it on them, Lord. Do a mighty work. Amen. How many's praying for the lost this morning? You got lost loved ones, your family, your children, and we know God's going to, I'm believing I'm believing he's going to move. Amen. We're going to ask God to have his way in this service today. Not just, just in our needs, but 
God, that God would let us, everyone walk out that door and say, whew, I'm changed. I'm different. It's been good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. That's what he wants to do. He's here and he don't come for no reason. How many knows he's here? Hey, I, I, I've been for hours been knowing he's in, his, in this place. Amen. And, uh, and I, I just, I'm excited about it. I just, I love it when I feel his presence moving and I just, ooh, it's, there's like an anticipation. I want you to come in and not have a clue what's going to happen. That's the, that's the way we want to be. I want us to come in here and me not know what's going to happen. I mean, I got a little, little schedule here. Lord, if you don't do something else, we're going to go down this. We're going to do a few things here. But we're going to be wide open. And I just want you to do it. That's what I've been praying. Lord, you do it. Have your way. Whatever you want to do. That's the way we want him to move. Because, man, that's how things get really happening. That's when things start really moving is when God takes over. And I just want him to have his way. And that's what we want. We want him to move. Amen. How many others got other needs that you want to pray this morning for? Amen. Okay. Let's remember this brother, this special need. Amen. The Lord knows it. He knows it. Amen. Amen. Okay. Amen. Let's do that. And remember, you've got a few physical needs. We're going to keep praying the Lord to help you with those. Amen. Amen. Lord's good. He'll answer them. Sure. Anybody else this morning? Okay. Russell Flannery. Okay. And this family. Yes. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. Yes, amen. God, go before him. God can meet these needs. Anybody else? Hallelujah. Okay. Oh, my. Okay, let's remember Loretta. Amen. Lord, be with her and heal her. Okay. Let's remember Gary. Amen. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Lord, stir and move. When we least expect it, they just come flying in here. Hallelujah. Yes. Yeah, we want to get out of this mess, don't we? Yeah, we want to get out. Yes, hallelujah. Amen. Lord, Lord, get us there. I know, but you know, he's got something he's doing right now. He wants to work. He wants us, but he, I guess right now he'll see how much we trust him, I guess. So uh, so we're just, just get what, what he's doing, and then Lord, get us where you want us to be. Let's get out of this. Uh, amen. Let's, yeah, it, it does. We need revival. And it starts in our own life. Start right here, Lord. Start right here. Oh, you know, that someone said, draw a circle, get right in the middle and say, Lord, God send revival to this circle right where I'm at. Start in me. 
and uh, started then it'll spread from our our lives to others amen hallelujah how many's trusting god for every one of these needs you heard you know these needs let's stand if we could this morning Let's take these needs to the Lord. Heavenly Father, we come before you, Lord. You're, you're such a faithful God. You're a mighty God, Lord. We come before you thanking you, Lord. Lord, that you're going to move your work, you know, God, through your mighty power. God, that you would show yourself mighty, God. Lord, so many needs, but God, every one of them knew the answer. Almighty God, move, Lord. Move, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Lord, would you pray to God that you would heal. God, that Ryan, you would give him a good report. Lord, touch, Lord, the whole human family. Oh, God, that you would be their help and strength. Give him a good report. Lord, God, we thank you, Lord, for Marlene. God, for you being with her and helping her, God. Continue working, God. Lord, I pray that, Lord, that you would move, God, in this word for Brian, God, that you would move in his heart. He would call out on you this morning. Be with him tomorrow, Lord. Let him get a good report. God, that you would keep moving in Brenda's life. God, work, oh Lord. Thank you for your mighty power, Lord. For Carolyn, God, Lord, it's not too hard for you. It's not too big. Lord, for these lost, God, Lord, for Roger's need. Lord, for this one that's got cancer, Lord, that you would move. God, Lord, I pray, God, for this, uh, Lord, this need, God, of any sister, God, that you would heal her. God, give a good report, Lord. God, touch all these ones that Terry had, his family. God, Trenton and Angel, Lord, these others, Gary Neely, all these other needs, God, that you would save, God, that you would heal and do a mighty work and move in his life. Almighty God, Lord, for this brother, God, for Randy's brother, God, you would work. You know this need, Almighty God, send revival to this nation, send revival to this church, God, stir us, Lord, each and every one. God, that you would move, God, in this service, God, we would hear your voice. We would hear what you have to say to us, oh God, we would find us hungry for you, hungry for more of you, oh God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, mighty God, Lord, let your name be uplifted, God, in this place. And almighty God, Lord, I pray, God, for Megan, God, that you would work and continue moving and stirring. And oh, God, you see all the other needs, God, that I don't remember. You know them, God. God, I thank you that you're on the move and you're working. And almighty God, for what you're going to do. Thank you, Jesus, for your mighty holy power. You're the answer we need, God, and we pray that you change us. Change us, God. Change us, almighty God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Hope you've been praying at home and kind of getting stirred up and, and hungry. I tell you what, there's one thing about it we're going to look at today, desperate for God. And God will answer that need. He will always answer those that are desperate for Him. Amen. 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 This morning, I want to, we want to come before you for your, your tithe and your offering. And I pray that God will bless you as you give. Uh, Roger, if you come. Eddie, could you help him this morning? You care to help him take the offering this morning? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Dad, you care to stand up and pray over this offering here this morning?
Hallelujah. Our Father, we're so grateful to be able to come, Hallelujah. be able to share in the kingdom of yes, God. Yes, God. And Lord, that you would take this uh, uh, gift today and just bless it yes. and and bless your children. Yes, Lord, Hallelujah. Lord, we love you and praise you. We Hallelujah. Pray in Jesus' name, Amen. Hallelujah. Going to look at a, just a, a new song this morning I hadn't sang before, I don't think anyway. Uh, it's called Feel This Place. Amen. It's yeah. talking about we wanting and desiring God's spirit, his presence to come and feel this place. And that's what I want. That's what I know that's what you're desiring this morning. Uh, I don't play it the, the best could be, but just pray for me as we sing it. But it's the words, I just want the Lord to have his way this morning and feel the voids, the hunger within our hearts. Hallelujah. There is a light that burns in the darkness. There is a hope that watches the fear away. There is a peace settles around us yeah. it is your love that sets our hearts ablaze Father we're on our knees with every heartbeat we bring you this offering Lord come and fill this place Father, we're crying out. Spirit, we need you now. Glorious love surrounds us. Lord, come and feel this place. There is a king who reigns in victory. There is a mercy strong enough to save. We found it rising up from the ashes. There is a love that overcame the grave. Yes, oh yes. There is a love that overcame the grave. Oh, we need you, Lord. Father, we're on our knees with every heartbeat. We bring you this offering. Lord, come and fill this place. Father, we're crying out. Spirit, we need you now. Glorious love surrounds us. Lord, come and fill this place. Father, we're on our knees with every heartbeat we bring you this offering. Oh, Lord, come and fill this place. Father, we're crying out. Spirit, we need you now. Glorious love surrounds us. 
Lord, come and fill this place. Oh, yes, Lord, and I will worship you. I worship you, Lord, I worship you always. Sing it with me today. Oh, Lord, I worship you. I worship you, oh yes, I worship you. 
worship all because you're worthy i worship you lord for our ways oh thank you lord i worship oh yes i do i worship forever and ever i worship Father, we're on our knees with every heartbeat we bring you this offering. Lord, come and fill this place. Father, we're crying out. Lord, we need you now. Glorious love surrounds. Just one more time. It's true, Lord. Father, we're on our knees with every heartbeat we bring you this offering. Lord, come and fill this place. Father, we're crying out. Spirit, we need you now. Glorious love surround us. Lord, come and fill this place. Feel the void, feel the longing, Lord. Come and feel the longing in our heart. Oh, Lord, you promised you would do it. Feel the longing in our heart, Lord. God, give us the hunger. Give us the capacity to desire you, Lord. Lord, let us know that's what you want. Let us see that, God, you want to fill the void. If we'll just make ourselves empty, almighty God, you will feel. You will move, God. You will stir, God. You will break down strongholds, God. You will give victory, God. Hallelujah. You'll do your work. You'll do it in a mighty way, God. We thank you for that. We thank you for that. Hallelujah. 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 Well, I hope you that is your heart cry. And if it isn't, that's the first prayer request you should have. Oh, Lord, that you would give us a hunger and a desire for you. You would give us a hunger and desire for the things of God that you would give us. You know, you, uh, the only way you can fill a void is that the more void there is, the more room there is to fill. And I believe and I feel many times, I will talk about just me, there's been many times I've came before God and I said to God, fill me up, but I only gave him that much space. I wanted to leave everything else. I wanted to keep everything that I had and Lord, I want you to have your way, but here's your limitations. But God is looking for hearts and lives in this hour that will come and say, God first, get everything else out. <laughs> Lord, move it out. You see what's there, Lord. You see what I can't even see. Get it out and you feel it all. It's all your space. It's all your life. Lord, you have your way. That is what we are talking about when we talk about today. Desperate for God. Desperate for God. When our greatest 
desire is to see God move. It's not anything else but God, you move. Today we're going to look at James. We looked at this last year or many months ago. We're going to look at it a little bit different today, just expounding on it. Uh, in the first ten verses of James chapter 4. And we're going to look at uh, some obstacles and then we're going to look at some opportunities of how we can uh, show our desperation for God and what He will do if that will be the case. You've got the reading there. If you'll stand with me this morning for the reading of the Word. And verse 1 in chapter 4 says, From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence even of your lust that war in your members? Ye lust and have not, ye kill and desire to have, and cannot obtain, ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lusts. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Do you think that the scripture saith in vain the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? But he giveth more grace wherefore he saith God resisteth the proud. But giveth grace unto the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you we want Him to lift us up. We want Him to work this morning, don't we? Well, let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, we come before You, Lord. We desire for You to have Your way. God, I pray that, God, You search every heart starting with mine. And, God, that You, God, give us a desperation for You like never in our entire life. God, You want to move so much. And, God, many times we become our own obstacle. Lord, You want to move in this church. You want to move in each and every life. The question we will answer this morning is, are we desperate enough? that you can do it. God, are we hungry enough that you're able to move? Are we hungry enough that nothing else becomes more important than you moving in our life and for God you taking first place? Almighty God, let us not, Lord, take, let you have second or third because you're not able to move when we do that. But God, you want us to give you everything in our lives and then you can do a mighty work. Fill us up. God, melt us in your presence. Stir us. Cleanse us. Move, God, and let your Holy Spirit have its way. You reign here, Lord, and let your Spirit have its way today. You speak, and you move, and then you draw, Lord, when we need you in this altar. And God, I pray that you would move, and we thank you for what you're going to do, because it's only through you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You can be seated. Desperate for God. There's been things in the past that I've wanted, I've desired, but there's not very many things that we get to in our life that we're desperate for the way that God wants us to be desperate for Him. And, I, and I'm just, I, I'm, my heart's been burdened because I, I know, I, I have this anticipation, I have this desire, I know what God can do. Amen. I know what God can do. 
But the thing is, is many times we need to be wanting him to do it. He's looking for this desire. If you look at those that got the greatest needs met in Scripture, it was those who had the greatest desire. It's those who was unwilling to didn't worry about being embarrassed. They didn't worry about anything else. They were desperate for the Lord to move. And every time you see faithfulness of God, He moves. He loves that. It's what He longs for. It's, and if we know God longs for that, and we know God answers that, then that's what we need to give him. We need to say, Lord, give me the capability. Like the man who he wanted his son's need met and he asked the Lord, he knew he could do it and he said, Lord, heal my son and he says, do you believe? Do you believe I can do it? Lord, I believe, but help my... Lord, if I don't have enough, give me a little more so that I can see you do the work because I'm desperate for you to touch my boy. And in this situation, we need to say, God, if I need more, if God, I need to have more desperation, if I need to be more hungry for you, God, you help me do that. You give me spiritual, because let me tell you something, it is not a natural thing. You will not just wake up one morning and have spiritual hunger. It won't happen. In fact, you'll wake up just the opposite on most mornings. You wake up and you don't even feel like getting out of the bed and you sure don't feel like getting, having to get ready and go to church. You'd rather lay there and, and, and check your Facebook or something. It, most of the time, we don't get up excited about getting going in and pressing into the things of God. That's the normal. That's what can happen. But to, for someone to have a desperate cry, for, there has to be a spiritual move from God. The Spirit's got to help you. Uh, just like the burden you have for your kids. A lot of times when you're, you're crying out, those people that you're concerned about and it's troubling you and it's making you pray more, that's not just you. That's not something you work up. That's the Spirit of God working through you. And so I'm talking about a spiritual desire that God gives us so that we can draw closer to Him and He has the purpose as we do that so He can pour His Spirit upon us and bless us and give us what we're truly longing for. When you read this first verse here, he, he, there's, there's conflict and, and, and James is talking to the church and he's talking to uh, all the, 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 uh, the Jewish church and, and he's talking to these brothers and, and sisters in Christ and he says, and he's asking them a question. He's saying, from whence come wars and fightings among you? What's all the bickering that's going on? Where do you think that comes from? What do you think's going on when there's a bunch of bickering in ourselves? Come they not hence even of your lust. That word lust there is pleasures. There's two words lust that we're going to look at. And the first one is talking about your self-pleasure. It's saying, where do you think all this this conflict you have with everyone else comes from, is it not that you want to have your own way? You want to please yourself. And so other people, we can, we can have uh, uh, desires within us, and, and most of us are that way. We've got an agenda. We want, to, we've, we want our way or the highway sometimes. I mean, no, I'm not saying we're all bitter and hard and so forth, but we want to have our way. That's why sometimes you struggle. I, I'll stay, I'll struggle. Sometimes I struggle in traffic or if we get, I've told you about this, I deal with issues when someone's trying to cut me off or someone does something goofy, I want my way. Now, what are you doing? You're, you're, you know, I struggle there. Why? I want my way. Now, you all don't have that problem, so I need to probably pick on your problems. But I, I, if I have any issue, it's there. I, I, I want my way there. And sometimes when you, you have people that's around you and there's a struggle going on, and we easily can say, well, it's that person. If you knew who I was dealing with, you'd understand what the problem is. No, it's because inside of us is this nature that says me. Uh, this morning as I was praying, I called it the demonic three, the me, myself, and I. 
That's what I, I'm, that's not scriptural. That's just me. The demonic three, because it will cost you everything when you focus on those three things. Me, myself, and I. The unholy trinity, maybe I should say. Uh, that's, that's what the norm is. And so what we're going to see in these scripture that we can see that, that the word of God is telling us, do you want to know where your struggles start? It's because we're so concerned about our own self, our own pleasures, our own way. It impacts even relationships of people that's around us. Why? Because instead of being focused on the things of God, we're focused on our desires, our pleasures. He goes on in verse 2 and says, Ye lust, and this is talking about just desires of, of covetousness and, and fleshly desires. Ye lust. And we know that lust is the beginning of a destructive force. We know that lust brings forth sin and sin bringeth forth when it's done death, right? And so it says, and so we see this desire to have our way. And he's saying, you want things, but you're never going to be fulfilled. It says, you lust and have not. You're struggling to get your way. Lord, no, I ain't got time for you right now. I want my way. I've got to get my plans worked out. I've got to get my things going. I've got to get my future taken care of. I've got to get my family through this stuff. I've got to do it my way. Yeah. The whole time God's saying to you, I've got the, what you're looking for, you're not going to find the way you're going because I'm what you're looking for. And we're sitting there saying, Lord, I, I know I can do it myself. And we trust ourselves and we're pursuing things, our pleasures and our desires and our lust, and we're trying to have it our way. And it says here, you lust, you're trying to get all these things. And it says, you kill. It, I kept trying to find, that word's actually murder. It, you go, I mean, you will go to where nothing is out of bounds. You will, nobody else is more important than you. You'll do whatever it takes. Just as, as, as Cain slain his brother Abel, why? Because he was angry because he wanted to do it his way. And his way was not what God wanted. And he, his brother did. He offered what God wanted. And all of a sudden in that garden his brother's sacrifice was accepted. And his wasn't. And he's angry that he was even willing to kill his own brother. He was willing to kill his own family. Because his own inside. The desires inside of him became so important that it destroyed everything God was trying to do in his life. And it cost him his brother's life. And it cost him judgment for the rest of his life that he was a, a vagabond and running from the things of God. So he says, it's, we see that you, you lust and yet you can't obtain. You kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Or have not and cannot obtain. Ye fight in war amongst yourselves, yet ye have not. Because you ask not. You know what he's saying is you can try to fulfill what you're looking for in every way you find and know you can do it. You will pursue these things in every area and every uh, 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 path that you can find. But I'm here to tell you, you will not find it. You will always come up short. You will achieve something and there will still be an emptiness and you think, I've got to go another level. And we're trying to satisfy ourselves with things, with relationships, with all kinds of things. You fill in the blank. We could spend a whole message just on that. We try to fulfill ourselves and the Word of God is saying you're looking in the wrong place. We'll never be satisfied with enough. We'll never be satisfied with anything. What you're trying to find is available to you. And it comes from a complete desperate cry to God to say, God, I've got to have more of you. I've got to have more of you. I've got to have more of you. 
Verse 3 tells us that even when we start moving toward God, even when we come toward the things of God, I've been here. I understand this verse. I've been doing this. I've done this in the past. There's, we come to God as if He is this uh, 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 grandfatherly Christmas uh, bearer that's going to give all the gifts and things we need. And so even when we move toward God, it says in verse 3, you ask and receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it Upon your lust. We come to God only when we're broken. We come to God only when we can't fix it ourselves. And even then, if we don't watch, we will come to God and we give Him a list of orders. God, I need you to fix the problem at work. I need more money. I need you to take care of that person. I need you to talk to my wife. She's not happy with me. I need you to give me a better job. I need a better car. Mine's got a knock in the engine. I want you to fix this. I want you to fix that. And in our spiritual mind, if we don't watch, we get God and we put Him in a place that says, I, I, Captain, I'll do what you want. And that is not what God wants to do. God will never answer that prayer. He says, you come to me and you ask things. But the reason you don't get them is you ask amiss. You're asking for things that will damage you. You're asking for things that will draw you farther away from me. You ask for things that will not make you closer to me, but farther away. And I cannot answer that. It would be as if your 16-year-old daughter was having a relationship and some guy's name comes up and you realize you've never met this guy. And she keeps talking about, Dad, you, gotta, you gotta, can't wait till you see this guy. He's, he's dreamy. He's just, he's just, he's wonderful. He's just everything. <laughs> and then one day you hear a, a sound outside and you go outside and it's him. Oh, Daddy, it's him. And all of a sudden, outside comes. Now, I'm not putting down motorcycles, okay? But I'm just giving you a visual picture. All of a sudden, you see a big Harley right up in front of your house. And some guy's got, uh, some guy's got his leathers on and tattoos all over every part of his body. And, and he's got a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. And he's got, a, uh, he's got some alcohol sticking out of his pocket. And, and he's just, he looks like the very thing that you had nightmares about. And she says to you, Dad, isn't he dreamy? <laughs> Dad, that's what I want. And then he says, I want your daughter. Let me tell you something. If, if you're, I think you're like me. <laughs> your daughter's not getting off that porch. And in fact, that guy's going on down the road and been told, don't ever come back on this property again. And you better lose my daughter's number. And you're going to lock your daughter. Why? Because you know what she wants is going to hurt her. What she's desiring is going to be a disaster in her life. And because you love her so much, there's times you'll say, no, you can't do that. I can't permit that. Now, I'm not saying that people don't go on. <laughs> Some people just go on and they abuse themselves and they go through this stuff anyway. But let me tell you something. And God is looking in our life. God is more powerfully able to see than we could see that situation. And clearly, there ain't a person in this room that would see that circumstance and would not freak out and say, don't let her go. Don't let her out the door. Because there's going to be bad things happen if she gets on that motorcycle. God's able to tell you to the exact degree when you take that step. 
you move farther away from me, it's going to cost you something. And I'm already there. I see it. And God's Spirit deals with us. And that's what He's doing in these verses here. He's saying that there's that you ask things that's not what's my will. And there's things that I'm not going to do. And you say, well, God doesn't answer. And God doesn't move. But God says, yes, I do. But I do things that's going to make you better. I do things that's going to bless your life. I do things that's going to draw you toward me. I will never cause you to move farther away from me. That's not what I do. And so we need to realize sometimes we come before God. And even though we're maybe moving toward God, we're asking God, God, you do this and you do that. And you know what God wants us to do? He wants us to come and say, God, what do you want? God, here my life is. I don't even know how to ask. Here's my needs. I lay them at the altar. And whatever you want to do, God, you do it because you're perfect every time. I surrender to you and I trust you. Oh, that's the what God, that's God's desire. That's what God wants to do is for us to trust Him and, and, and to know that He's going to do good things. And, and then it goes on in verse 4 and says, Ye adulteresses and adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that friendship of the world is enmity with God, whosoever therefore would be a friend of the world, is the enemy of, the, of God. And that's not talking about the cosmos, the world is in the realm ball. It's not talking about the people of the world. It's talking about the world system. It's talking about the things this world has to offer that attracts our attention. Let me, if you've been to Las Vegas, you'll know what I'm talking about. You walk down some of those streets, especially on the strip. I had to go three or four conferences there. And, I'm, and, and hopefully you're like me if you've been there. I'm one of, one of a small percentage of people that's been in Vegas that many times and never put one single thing in one of those slot machines. You get as soon as you get off the plane, there's stuff that there's there's all kinds of stuff that you walk down the streets and there's lights everywhere. There's things drawing you. There's people even trying to attract you. There's all kinds of things to try to get you to come into their establishments to try to pull you in to that worldly system. And in your day, you don't have to live in Las Vegas. You can live in Morse Creek or London or McKee or wherever you live. And you can be walking down the street and the enemy every day will try to draw you. To pull you away from the best that God has. Let me tell you the pleasures that I want to give you. Listen, just go after the things you... Just do it, as Nike says. Just do it. As Burger King, just have it your way. Everything. Please yourself. Please yourself. And that's where joy comes from. But you will end up just like Solomon did and had everything. He had money coming out of his ears. He had wisdom like nobody else. He, had, he created and had inventions that the whole world came to see. People were amazed at all the account. He had relationships. He had more wives than anybody, I think, in history. He had everything he could want. But at the end of his life, the man who God gave more wisdom than anybody else. This is why you won't just do it on your own. This is why you won't just wake up one day and turn around the corner unless there's a divine work of God in your heart and life. That's why prayer is so important. He woke up at the end of his life and he looks back. I can see tears running down his face. And he says, vanity, it's wasted. My whole life has been wasted. If I'd only listen to mom, to dad, to the word of God. If I'd only remember what my father told me. Oh. His life was what I don't want. And this James is encouraging us. Don't get there. Realize that when we choose the lights, the things that draws us away from the altar, the things that keeps us from the house of God, the things that causes us not to get closer to God, but move away from Him, it says that we are embracing the enemy of God. We're moving away from Him. We're not going to receive what God has for us doing that. 
He says in verse 5, Do you think, do ye think, that the Scripture saith in vain, the Spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? What he's saying here in this verse is, do you not realize when you gave your heart and life to me that I, my spirit is living within you and I desire you to be all mine. I'm not going to tolerate you. I can't. I, I see where you're heading and I realize that it's going to be destructive and my spirit is within you and I'm drawing you. I'm wooing you. And there's only a matter of time before I have to remove it if you keep going the way you're going. And so the Lord's saying, I desire you. I desire you. My spirit is within you and I'm jealous over you. You're mine. You're mine. Just like that illustration with that, with that uh, 16-year-old girl. Let me tell you something. I would tell that man, this is my daughter. Uh, this is my daughter. And, I'm, and I'm just, you are not getting near my daughter because I love her so much. And I love her so much, I do not want the damage that you plan on doing to her life. And God looks at us and says, that's my child. My spirit's within you. You're marked with you. You've got my ring on your hand. You're in a relationship with me and I desire to have a relationship that's more abundant than anything you could ever... What you're longing for, you will find. But it will only be in me. It will only be when you give me it all. It will only be when you surrender your whole relationship to me and then I will bless you more than you can imagine. What you think you want is nothing compared to what I want to do. The relationship you want is empty and dead. But what I want to do is pour my spirit over you to where your life is abundant. It's overflowing so that my spirit is... Oh, that it'll just, it'll just totally uh, change your world. It'll change not only your world, but everyone around you. And God says, I, I'm, I'm a jealous God. I desire my people. Let me tell you something. When you get married... It's not okay if they're with you six days a week and on Saturday night that husband or that wife is out running around with somebody else. No, that's not acceptable. You know, a majority of that's the way we tell God sometimes. We say, God, I'll give you most of it. I'm there a couple of times a week. I've been reading my Bible some, but I've just got a few little things. No, no, no. God says, no, I'm jealous over you. My spirit's in you. I, I want you to have all there is, but I can only do that if you run to me instead of away from me. So we're moving into a, a time of getting closer to God. And I'm encouraging you as we look at this this morning that you run toward God. That you land down, test God and say, God, you said that you'll bless me and you'll, you're going to make everything wonderful. And I'm not saying you'll never have a problem because you will. But, you're, but when you get into the presence of God, it, you, you said it's going to be more wonderful than anything that I've ever longed before. And I pray that God does it because he will. There's nothing I've ever had in my life that could replace the mighty moves and presence of God when He found me truly yielded and hungry for them. He'll answer. He'll answer. We say, God, move. Then I'll get in. No, no, no. God says, you give me. You take a step. I'll take more than one step. I'll run toward you. And I'm already waiting. But thank God. So we see that there's things that we do that puts a gap between us, that puts a... A distance between us and the thing of God. But isn't God always faithful? Sure he is. He's going to promise us some stuff here in this chapter. I don't encourage us. Even when we are unworthy. I was unworthy more than everyone in this room. And yet God had grace and mercy on me. He promises us that. It says in verse 6. He's painting the picture of this verse up to verse 5. Of someone running away from the presence and what God wants to do. That's not desiring the presence they need. 
And so we look at that pitiful state. But it says in verse 6, but he giveth more grace. What is it? Before I even go further, what is he saying there? He's saying, I don't care what's in your life that's between you and me. My grace is sufficient. So when you need more, you've run from me, and you're saying it's too far, and God, I know, I need, I, I'm not doing the way I should. God says, it's good that you're turning toward me because I've got the grace you need. I've got everything you need. You're not too far to receive what I want to do in your life. You've not done too much that I won't move on you again. You've not, I've got it waiting on you. He gives the grace to those who humble themselves before Him. And it goes on in that verse and says, God Here's you're a decision. You're standing at a fork in a road, and here's the two paths that you can take. And it says, okay, you take this path away from the things of God. And it says, if you do that, and you can, because God lets you do what you want to do, it says, God resisteth the proud. You can have your way on that path, but you will not have the move of God in your life. You will not see victory in your life. You will not see the goodness of God. In the land of the living, on that path. He says, I will resist. He put Adam and Eve out of the garden. And he put an angel with a sword at the entrance and said, I resist you. You will not come back to the goodness that I have. So there's a path that we can get on that there is a resistance. And I don't want God to resist me. No, no, no. no. Whenever, I, whenever I sense God sometimes deals with me. And I, I don't run from him. I run to him. And I pray that that be the every day of my life. God, I run to you because I sense my inabilities. And so the other fork of that road is not resistance. He says, but if you move toward me, what does he say that he'll do at the end of verse 6? But give, that path says, but he giveth grace unto the humble. He has an abundance of grace that as you move toward Him, He's pouring it over you. Oh, let me give them more. Let me be good to them. Oh, let me pour my mercy on them. Lord, let me, let me, let me make them whole. Let me draw them. Let me let them feel my presence so that they'll want me even more. Let me answer some of those needs. Let me move. Let them feel me stern. Let them, let me, let them know that I'm there. And so God promises grace to those. Resistance for those who move away and Mercy and grace to those who move toward. Verse 7 says, okay, so if we are moving, so what does he promise? He's going to give grace to those that are humble before. Verse 7 says, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. That, that's a small little phrase, but it's a hard one. Submit. Submit. Have you ever had a conflict with someone else? And the hardest thing, you knew they were being, you know, they're being antagonistic towards you and you've got the exact thing you want to say and you want your way. That spirit that we've been talking about rises up. Boy, I got a zinger. I can, boy, I can fix that situation. And, and, and you want to say it. And oh, that, that's the opposite of submit. If you let. But God says, surrender. Not your way. Not your way. Surrender to me. If you surrender to me, but I don't win. Oh, you will win. We think that we win if we look out for ourselves. But God says, you trust me. My ways are different than anything the world has to offer. Surrender to me. And I'm going to give you the power to overcome the enemy that comes against you. You, you don't submit and you give a doorway for the enemy to get in your life. And he's going to wreck your life. But it says here, if you sub, submit... Yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist 
The devil. And this isn't God resisting you. It's saying if you surrender to me, I'm going to give you the strength so that you can say, no, devil, I'm not yours. You used to have me. This is who I used to be, but I will not be that person anymore. And what does it say? The Word of God says he will flee from you. We run around sometimes scared to death. Oh, don't make the devil mad. He's going to do all these horrible things to us. And the scripture says, all you've got to do is surrender to me, resist him, and he flees. You know why? He finds out he can't win this time with you. He finds out you've got a strength that you didn't have the last time he came. And he realizes he's already been down this road before. You are going to be victorious. What happened? He may even come against. He'll come against you because he come against the Son of God. And the Lord rebuked him three times with Scripture. And he says he fled for a more convenient time. He's watching. Let me tell you something. Let me give you a clue about the devil. The devil does not know every thought you think. The devil can't be everywhere at one time. And the, the devil doesn't have all power. He can't do anything to you that God won't let him do. Now, he wants you to believe he can. I was reading in one of my commentaries about this verse and this, I love this little illustration this guy gave. It was about his own life. And he was talking about he liked to run in the morning and, and, and he had this, and he would jog. And he said there was this one particular house that it turned out to honestly to be one of his church members. <laughs> he didn't know that. He didn't know that. It'll be funnier when you find out what happened. So he's, uh, he jogs by this house and it had this long fence in front of the house. I don't, it was called a cyclone fence. I have no idea what a cyclone fence is. Some of you all may. But it, evidently, it, it kept this little dog from getting out. So he said, every day it would aggravate me to death. He would run by this, jogging by this. I wish I felt good enough to jog sometimes anymore. But he would jog by this house. And he said, from the moment he got near that property, that little bitty dog would come running up against that fence and would try to, wanted, just wanted to eat him up. And it's, he, he knew it couldn't get to him, but he kept on running. And that dog would chase him all the way down the fence to the other end of the property line, which was a pretty good-sized piece of property, and aggravate him to death. I thought he just every day, oh, there's that stupid dog again. And, he, and that dog thought he could do something to that man. He said, if I could just get out there, I'd tear him up. He was thinking. And said, finally, this guy said, you know what, that dog, this is crazy. That dog can't do anything to me. He said, one day I tried to experiment. He said, I got jogging and here come that dog again like he'd done so many times trying to tell me I'm chasing you off. That's what he said. That's the attitude the dog had. He thought he was chasing because I was running. He's chasing me off the property. So he kept doing it because it worked. He thought it worked. He says, but one day when I come jogging by and he started that yapping, he said, all of a sudden I just dropped my feet down and I Bellered back at that dog and he said, barked right back at it. And he said, when I did, he said, that dog did a roll. He, said, he fell back, did a roll in the dirt. He's upside down, his feet sticking in the air. And he's just quivering, scared to death. What happened? He let him know, you have no authority over me. I ain't a bit scared of you. About the time he did that, the door, he didn't know who lived there. I said, the front door opened. And some, the lady who lived in the house took her head out and said, Pastor John? <laughs> he didn't know it was one of his church members but he got an illustration and it helps us today to realize the enemy tries you and if he thinks he's winning 
There's people that may not have been here today. They went through a struggle this morning and the enemy realized if he gives them a headache or if he give them a little problem that gets in their way, and I'm not saying some people really have real issues. I'm just saying there can be people that doesn't come to the house of God and the enemy realized that he tried this little technique and they didn't make it. Guess what happens in the next service? Same thing. He tries different techniques to see what works with you. But when he keeps hitting a dead end, it says he has to flee. Why? We serve the master that makes him roll over and quiver. Just the name of Jesus causes the enemy to quiver because it is a testimony. You're a defeated foe. There's going to be a day that you're not going to be able to tempt us anymore. And you're not going to win victory today. It says here, resist him. He doesn't have authority over you. He only has authority if you give it to him. He's not victorious in your life. He has no power in your life. He'll win some struggles if you let him. But when he comes against you, you keep your trust in the Lord. And resist him and the enemy will flee. So God promises he'll give you victory over the enemy. He's already won. And it says in verse, uh, uh, verse 8, it says, draw nigh to God. And what does he promise he will do? He will draw nigh to you. Isn't that the way it is when we find that special someone in our life? We find someone we want to spend some time with. And boy, we get excited. We can't quit thinking about them. And we don't have any trouble drawing nigh. No, we're just hoping they're willing to be drawing nigh to us. We come up with all kinds of excuses to be able to be around. Hey, do you want to go out again tomorrow night? Hey, how about tomorrow afternoon for lunch? And after lunch, hey, how about tonight? You want to go do something again tonight? Hey, let's go do... And you find yourself more and more and more and more because you want to draw closer. You love that relationship. Now, some of you are sitting there maybe thinking, well, that ain't me. Well, we need, some, we need to have some marriage preaching going on here. We need to get stirred up. We need to, we need to get rekindled. Yeah. But there is that relationship that God says, I'm already in ready position. I'm there. I, I, I'm yearning for you. I, I've already got everything planned. I've got wondrous things for you. But you've got to desire me. If you'll just desire me, I already desire you. Oh, the, the goodness that God has. The wondrous goodness that he wants to pour on his people. Amen. And all he says, draw nigh. Amen. So what do we, how do we do that? There's got to be a hunger. You won't develop yourself. It's not something, if I could give it to you, trust me, I'd stack it up here for you. I would stack it up and say, take four. <laughs> take them home with you. But this is something, sometimes there's things in your life that you, first of all, God will reveal. He'll reveal things in our hearts that we'll say, ooh, i got a problem there. That's what he does first. He reveals it through something, make preaching, through a song, through just your Bible study, through whatever. He'll reveal something. But then we have to do something about that. We can't just leave it. If the doctor tells you you got cancer, the answer is not, well, that's, well, that's horrible, isn't it? Okay, how about this tooth that's bothering me? No, you, how can I get rid of it, right? What do I need to do to get rid of that? Because you don't want to leave it. When God reveals things in our heart and he says, you need to desire me more, or you got this problem, or you got that, or these things are too big in your life, the next question is, God, what, how can I change? 
And God will give you a divine, if you want it, if you want to change, that's why prayer is so important. If you'll get in front of him and you'll get in his presence and say, God, search me, O Lord. As David said, search me, O God. Create a clean heart in me. He realized his deficiency. He knew that it wasn't in him, but he knew where the answer came from, getting in the presence of God. Search me. Give me a desire for you. He wants to give us a desire. But he says there in verse 7, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, he'll flee from you. Draw nigh to God and he will draw. There's his promise, I'll draw nigh to you. Every time. Not sometimes, not a lot of times. Every time he'll draw nigh to you. That's why I know this prayer stuff. God will answer. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. And purify your hearts, you double-minded. One day we want him. The next day, not so much. And, and James is big on this double-minded stuff. And he's saying, we need one heart and one desire. And that's to love him with all of our heart and mind and soul and strength. Isn't that the greatest commandment? Yes. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, soul, and strength. And the second is likened to it, that thou love thy neighbor as thyself. Love is the key. And if we love God, we have no trouble laying some things down and giving him our whole life and say, Lord, you, I want you to be what pleases me. I want your agenda to be my agenda. I want the blessing that you've promised. You double-minded. He wants you to have one mind, and that's God. Number nine, be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Listen, as I see this, it, it, this, is not, this isn't a pleasant verse. What you want to hear is, have victory. Shout. Be excited. And, and I, I, I heard of a, a pastor that there was a, 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 an evangelist preaching, and he was preaching an incredibly anointed message. And when he did, this is a large church. And when he did, this church wasn't used to that type of preaching. When he did, there was such an anointing in that place. People started crying, weeping. They sensed their need for God. And they couldn't, they couldn't take it. And they were just coming to the altars. And they were sobbing before. And, it, and that's, man, let me tell you something. <laughs> Woo, that's what you want. That's what I want. Man, I love, that's why even before church, when I, when I was up here and I could hear some of you back there praying, and I could tell, ooh, that was, man, that was, I know it was good to God. It was great to me. Your pastor wants to hear. We, listen, God will do things. If I, could, if I could just, I wish I could play you a video of our life two months from now if we just press in. I wish I could because I guarantee you it'd make a difference. It'd make a difference in the way we press in. But let me tell you something. This, we don't want to hear this, but I was telling you that story. I don't want to forget it. Thank God I didn't forget where I was going with that. And they were crying and weeping. This pastor got tore up of the church. And I hated to hear this. And he got up and got on the mic. And says, whoa, whoa, everybody get up. Everybody, we don't need to be sad. You don't need to be sad. Let's, let's just praise God. Hey, let's just, we need, God gives us joy. And you don't need to be sad. You don't need to be crying. You don't need to be, and he tried to shut it down. And he did. He shut her down. To me, that's not, the, we don't need to miss that spot. We don't need to miss that God, there is, before we get saved, when we give our heart to the Lord, many times if you're like me, you got at the altar and there was so many tears that hit the altar because God's doing a work and we have to see who we truly are before God can do what He wants to do. If we don't see who we are and lay it on the altar, then how in the world can God ever change us? And sometimes God will reveal to you something you don't want to see. And He's saying here, lay it down. You need to see yourself as I see you so that I can convict you and change you so that I can 
bless you. Blessings and joy and shoutings coming. But first, there must be a heaviness in our hearts to see the need that we have. We live in a generation, we live in a time right now, more than ever, America needs to weep before God. It needs to repent for the sins that we've done and the sins of our fathers and the fact that we've turned ourselves away from God and we have caused everything to worship ourselves instead of Him. We worship money. We worship uh, uh, sports figures and everything but God. We worship power. We worship what they do. We worship everything but the God. And we've got away from the things of God and we've got away from being humble before God. And our nation needs to weep before God because then... God can turn things and God can do a work. We will never see the victory until first there's a heaviness inside of us. There has to be a heaviness inside of us. And God reveal what he wants to work on. And he'll put his finger on it. And when he does, when he removes it, then you get to this last verse. And this is the one we like to start with. And it says, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you He's saying, you come to me and your spirit says, why do I want to humble myself before God? Yeah, I'm going to lose everything. It's going to be something that's going to cost me all those things that I've been looking for and all that joy and the things I've been working for and my agenda and my plans and my desires and the way I want to do things. And we come to him and we say, but we're going to have to give it all up. But when we read to the end of the chapter here, actually the end of verse 10, there's more. We see that the Lord says, no, no, no. See, with your mind, you give up everything, and that leaves you with nothing. But when spiritual things, the things of God, you give me everything, and I give you all of me. And that's more than you could have ever imagined. He says, when you give me everything, and I look at you, and there's nothing held back. It says that is when I can lift you up. I, you humble yourself. You weep before me. You get heavy before me. You desire me more than anything else. And everything else becomes unimportant to you. And you melt before me. And he says, then I can take you. And I can lift you up. And I will bless your life. And that's when you will find those things that you started out in verse 1 searching for and could never ever find. What you're looking for is the wrong thing. What we're looking for is God and His presence and the power of the Spirit of God. That's what we need. It's not a better method. It's not a better plan in church. It's not better music. It's not better preaching. It's, not, it's just getting humble before God and letting Him have His way. I pray this, this morning that God start doing that. Let me tell you something. It's not easy, but it's worth it. I'm going to say it one more time. It's not easy. It's not comfortable. It's not uh, uh, convenient. But it's worth it. Amen. It's worth it. Yes. It's worth it. There won't be one person come to me later and say, Lord, I laid it all down. And boy, I got burned on that deal. No. Yeah. You'll be looking for things to lay down. Because <laughs> God wants to bless lives. But it starts from laying it down. Right. Hungering for Him. Yes. Becoming desperate for God. And if that's not us this morning, we need to pray, God, make us desperate. My dreams make me desperate. When I read your word, make me desperate. Amen. When I hear a good song, let me, be, let me be desperate. When I hear your word, let me be desperate. When I pray, let me be desperate. That's what he wants to do. Amen. If you would stand this morning. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we... 
come before you, Lord, and I know that you, you, God, you want to work and you want to do this. God, more than we ever desire you, you desire us multiple times over. And God, I know that you're wanting to do a work and you're prepared to do it. But God, I, I pray this morning that you would give each and every one of us a spirit of desperation for you that, God, we want more than we've ever had. God, I don't want to go back to the greatest experience I've ever had with you and live it again. God, I want greater. God, I don't want to just have a good experience and a good time and walk out of here feeling some goosebumps running down the back of my neck. Lord, I want to leave here changed because your glory's been here. And God, that we see your glory come in in such a mighty way. God, that it changes us. It converts us. That God, it just totally transforms us, God. And that's what you want to do. But God, you'll never force a single person. If we want to be the way we've always been, we will always be the way we've always been. We'll never see your glory. We'll never see your presence. And God, in this hour, I need more. I need more. I want more, God, because there's too much on the line. There's too much going on in our country. There's too much, God, that we need you. And God, the enemy is trying to attract attention. The enemy is trying to keep our focus on problems and things. The defeated foe is winning victories because we don't realize that he can't do anything unless we let him do it. And God, we can fall in that every time. But God, I pray that you would start moving and stirring. God, that God, we come in here in tears. Tears would saturate these altars. That hearts would be broken. God, do it. Start in me, Lord. Do it, Lord. God, do it. We've got to have it. Lord, if you don't do it, God, we're undone. God is Isaiah. Seen is how undone he was. God, that's the way I am. That's the way we are. We need you. God, give us eyes that we can see. Give us a heart that we can feel. And God, instead of it being me, that it would become you. God, do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. I know that's what you want to do. God, you've got to do it. God, you've got to do it. God, you've got to do it. Lord, we can't take another step until you do it. God, I pray that you would do it today. Start today. Don't wait another service. God, find hearts hungry and yielded and burning and emptied out and hungry and available to you, God. Do it. Do it today. Do it now. And God, it's, this is you, God. This is your service. This is your altar. God, I pray, Spirit, have your way. You deal and work. This morning, if you would just keep your heads bowed just for a second. Just for a second, just me looking around. I just want to ask you this morning, how many in the service this morning, you would be saying, the Lord is stirring me today. The Lord is stirring me and He's putting within my heart that I need to be more desperate for Him. And I want to change. I want Him to help me if He will. And I'm desperate. I need more of God. And if you would just put your hand up and put it back down and say, that's me. Pray for me that I'd be more desperate for God. That He would have His way this morning. Just raise it up. Yes. And, and put it back down. Yes. Hallelujah. Desperate for Him. Des he won't do it unless you want Him to. He won't move unless you want Him to. He he'll walk right on by. 
But for those that are hungry for him, he's promised, I'll lift you up. You mourn and break yourself before me. I will lift you up. This morning, Priscilla, if you would come this morning. I just want to offer this morning this opportunity for us to pray. And I want to have an opportunity for you just to, before we leave just to say, God, I stand. Oh, I stand in, in, in right where I'm at. I, I'm just going to ask you this morning. You can come up front. You can stay where you are. But Lord, I pray that the Lord would be able to move and you would by raising your hands and calling out to Him, you would be saying, here I am, Lord. Make me desperate for you. God, answer this prayer. God, make me desperate for you. I've got to have more. I'm not satisfied where I am. And we'll see God move and work. But He won't unless we're hungry for Him. Here He is this morning in this house. Moving this morning. And if that's you, you can find a place in the altar. You can play, pray at your seat. But whatever it is, call out on God and ask Him. Oh God, feel the hunger. God, give me a hunger. And then God, feel it. Almighty God, move in a mighty way. Hallelujah, the altar's open. Hallelujah, God, move. God, we need you, Lord. We can't move, Lord, unless you move. We've got to have you, Lord. God, that you would burn within us. God, that you would stir us, God. You would stir us, God. Oh, God, that you would stir us, God. And God, you'd pour out your Spirit, Lord. We need you, God. We're desperate for you. We've got to have you, Lord. We don't want to go down the road any further this way. We need the move of your Spirit. We've got to see breakthroughs, God. We need to see you move, God, Lord, like you've never moved before. Those things that, Lord, seem impossible is easy to you if we're desperate for you. Almighty oh, God, stir your people. Oh, God, don't let us stay where we are. Don't let us stay the way we are, but change us, God. Change us, God. Stir us, God. Holy Spirit, move and deal. Get a hold of hearts and lives. Almighty God, here we are, Lord. Here we are, Lord. Here we are, Lord. Needy, 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 God, right here. Needy this morning. And God, if others will go on without you, Lord, not us this morning. Not us, God. We gotta touch you. We gotta have you. We gotta hear from you. Almighty God, your word's true. And oh Lord, you bless those. Oh God, that humble themselves before you, Lord. And I pray by your mighty power that you would do it today. God, every single person that melts in your presence, God, overflow them with your spirit and your presence and your power. God, oh Lord, anoint them. Baptize them with your Holy Spirit and presence. Almighty God, that you would reveal what's in our hearts. And God, we wouldn't be, Lord, hesitant to give it to you. Lord, that we would kill it, Lord, trying to live the way we've always lived. God, there would be a hunger for more, God. Move, God. Move, God. We desire you. We desire your presence. We desire your spirit. We desire your power, God. Oh, God. Oh, God, move. Holy Ghost, move. Oh, Oh, God, that you would move, God. Oh, God, that you would move. God, answer that hunger. Oh, feel that hunger, Lord. Oh, do it, God. Do it, God. Do it, God. Oh, God. 
Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done. Thank you for loving us so much, God. You stir us and you draw us, God, so that you can pour out your spirit and your presence in this place. 
Hallelujah. I pray that you got everything you wanted. Randy, the Lord, do a work in your life today. Amen. Amen. Huh? Yeah, there ain't no hope. Hey, He does it. If you confess or if you call out on Him, He says He'll take, He'll do it. He's faithful and just. Hallelujah. To do it. Hallelujah. He'll turn our lives around. Hallelujah. Right now. Hallelujah. We're believing that God's going to continue doing a work in Randy and in other lives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Each one of our lives. You're hungry. I pray that God do that work. Amen. God's good. He does it right every time. He does it perfect. Hallelujah. We just trust Him. Hallelujah. That enemy has already been defeated. Amen. He wants us to believe that He's got some kind of control or He's got some ability, but He don't have anything. He doesn't have anything if we just trust in God and we put our faith in Him. Amen. Hallelujah. How many love the Lord this morning? Hallelujah. I pray we leave a little different than we came. And I encourage you to express sin in prayer. Press in. Find time to say, God, give me that hunger. God, fill me overflowing. Let me come through the back door just excited about what you're going to do. Amen. And come back Wednesday. Don't miss it now. That, 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 uh, that test will come Wednesday now. You want to see if he can, you want to see what he can do. Can he keep you from getting what God wants on Wednesday? I encourage you to be here. Pray for what God's going to do. And we pray that God just keep on moving. God's good, isn't he? God's good. Hallelujah. We're going to be dismissed in prayer this morning. And I pray that the uh, Lord go with us, protect us, and help us this morning. Have, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for your goodness this morning. Thank you for your presence. And God, that you come and meet us. And you come and work and move. And God, all the good things you're trying to do. And God, I pray that God, as we go today, God, give Randy strength and courage and faith. And God, that he come in here, Lord, excited about what you've done. And that God, it's a complete work. And God, that every one of us, God, protect us, go with us. Stir us, God. Bring us back Wednesday more excited than we are even today. We thank you for what you're doing in this church.